I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, tonight, not only am I shocked embarrassed, humiliated, but most of all, unimpressed, and perhaps above all else, unhappy. Because a game the Cowboys should not have lost in any form or fashion, they lost. The Cowboys were heavily favored in every single category. They had the advantage, and the Cowboys still could not get it done, and they got embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed. Now, for those of you who know me, you're probably thinking, oh, the Bear Man's definitely got to be excited because he gets to bury the team. Well, I'll be honest. The fact that I get to bury the team, I guess, is somewhat a thing because apparently it's gotten a name for me. Sure. But I'll be honest. I've loved the Dallas Cowboys since I was six years old. You really think I like having to bury my own team? You really think I like having to criticize them? I mean, sure, sometimes it's fun doing it because it's a show and I get, at least I get, to, I get to tell the truth and be an honest journalist without being held back. But at the end of the day... When I have to bury them the way I do, at the end of the day, overall, it's something I really don't want to have to do. I'd rather praise more than criticize because I used to be in a situation where nobody believed in me. I used to be heavily criticized for my mistakes, although in my case it's a different situation. It's because I used to get criticized even though people would ignore the fact that I was a special needs child, but that's a different story. But the bottom line is, folks, the Cowboys had no excuse no excuse whatsoever to not get the job done against the Denver Broncos, and they got absolutely humiliated. In the words of Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, the result of this game, the Cowboys, their case, repulsive, repugnant, disgraceful, most of all, fraud, fraud, fraud. Fraud beyond the world, fraud. 250% fraud, absolutely pathetic for the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely pathetic. Now I know my boy, Dr. D. David Wood, who's a Broncos fan, I'm sure he's definitely going to be listening to this and I'm sure he's going to be enjoying it. David, you know that I'm you know that I'm one of the very few that's actually going to tell the truth about the Cowboys. So I know that you're you're greatly supportive of this show and I know how supportive you are of my career, which I really appreciate. You know what, David, at the end of the day, To answer your question, because I saw you post this earlier, all it took was for your Broncos to trade away Von Miller. I mean, in your case, you might be able to say that. But in my case, I would say no. Because getting rid of Von Miller should have made things a little bit easier, even though there's no such thing as an easy game. But this Cowboys team, just absolutely pathetic. I mean, where do I even start? Okay, overall, I mean, out of everything that went wrong... The bottom line is they didn't win. Now, I, I will elaborate to the best of my abilities. I definitely will do that. No question about it. That's what I do. But number one is first things first. They were unprepared. And dare I say that the Dallas Cowboys were absolutely arrogant going into this game. I mean, did they really think that the Denver Broncos were just going to lay down for them? <laughs> absolutely not. And I kid you not, when I woke up this morning, at least an hour before the game, I already had a bad feeling in my stomach that something bad was going to happen. My gut instinct told me that the Cowboys, something bad was going to happen. I really had the feeling they were going to shit the bed. And God damn it, did they shit the bed big time. Oh my goodness. 
you know, I will say this. Now everybody knows I've had I've had my more than fair share of my criticism and bearing of Dak Prescott. Now this game, I'll be honest, Dak Prescott was horrible, and I'm not going to use the excuse that he was rusty, even though some people say he was rusty. No, I'm not going to use that excuse. Okay, I mean, was he rusty? I mean, he was rusty going against the game against the Buccaneers, and he still played decent, right? Okay, and you know what, Dak and, and Dak Prescott, I, I'll give him credit for one thing. In his post conference, he actually did not blame his poor performance on his calf injury. You know what? As a matter of fact, the way Dak Prescott was was moving around and how everything was going, it does occur to me that that in no way, shape, or form is Mr. Dak Prescott suffering any ill effects on his calf. And I can't say the same same thing about C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. C.D. Lamb sprained his ankle on Wednesday, and Amari Cooper has been dealing with some hammy injuries, hamstring. I'm just like saying hammy injuries. But you know what? The injuries are no excuse. Okay, you know what's embarrassing? I, I, I think one mistake was okay, where they put Terrence Steele. Okay, I think you know the the fact that they had to do this. You know, and I looking at at some notes was that yeah, putting Terrence Steele at the left tackle was actually a bad idea. Okay, wherever he was before previously this week, you want you might as well put him back. You might as well have Lyle Collins move to the left tackle. Okay, this offensive line today was horrible. The running game was just beyond atrocious. Okay, I mean, two back-to-back weeks of failing to get 100 yards for, for Zeke Elliott. And Zeke Elliott even, you know, Zeke Elliott apparently suffered an ankle injury, and he still kept going in the game. So, for this point, we can't call Zeke a quitter. He was banged up, he was limping, he was off the field for a little bit, but then eventually came back in and wanted to play as much as he can. So in that case, you cannot call Ezekiel Elliott a quitter. Because in no way, shape, or form is he a quitter. Because he just kept going out there like a warrior, a fearless warrior who just did not want to go down without a fight. Okay, and speaking of Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott today surpassed 7,000 career rushing yards. And in, that, in the process, he joins Emmett Smith as the only cowboy to reach 7,000 rushing yards in his first 79 games. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take it up a notch. That's the 11th player in NFL history to do that. 7,000 rushing yards in the first 79 games of a career. So congratulations to Ezekiel Elliott. <sighs> you know, I really had the feeling that Tyron Smith being out was certainly going to kill us. You know, Tyron Smith, you know, had an ankle problem. He suffered last week against the Vikings. And I'm just hoping that, the, that we can get Tyron Smith back as soon as possible. And for the love of God, I just hope he can stay healthy. But the offensive line today was, you know, Everything went wrong. Okay, now the defense, the defense had mistakes because of missed tackles and things like that. But the, but the defense can't be blamed for this. Like you know, the the defense early on was doing their job good, but the offense just could not give them any breathing air. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a team effort. Okay, the defense has to do its job, but guess what? So does the offense. And if once and if defense does its job early on, but the offense can't give any support, the defense is eventually going to run out of gas. Okay? You know, it, 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 it's, it's just honest pathetic. You know, what's really embarrassing, okay? Now, oh, this is this is ultra embarrassing, to be quite honest, was that the Broncos had three offensive line were injured, okay? Three of them. And the Broncos nearly had 200 yards on the run. I mean, I don't even know what to say other than the fact that, you know, to be precise, Javante Williams had 111 yards on 17 carries, okay? Melvin Gordon, 
80 yards on 21 carries. Okay. And Teddy Bridgewater actually only had negative one, but although Teddy Bridgewater did have that touchdown, that touchdown was a little bit hard to see because Dak Prescott did the exact same thing, but the referees decided to say that Prescott fumbled it, but they gave the touchdown to Teddy Bridgewater. But at this point in the Cowboys' case, the Cowboys shouldn't have let it come to that anyway. But the, the Broncos at 190 yards on the, on the ground, on 41 carries, okay, an average of about five yards per carry. <laughs> And, you know, Tim Patrick, the tight end, you know, had that magnificent 44-yard catch. You know, and going to this game, everybody was saying Teddy Bridgewater could not throw deep. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater can throw a deep ball, right? Especially against a defense that decides to get arrogant and have its head shoved right up its ass. <laughs> Although, on the, on that particular play, honestly. I mean, over, like I said, overall, the defense is not to blame. But, but Trayvon Diggs just... Trayvon Diggs did not have a good game. I think in, in these particular plays, yeah, the Cowboys defense had their heads up their ass a few times, but overall, this is this is not this is not on them. I mean, overall, it, it, it's it's a team loss, so they're gonna have to accept that as a team. But you know, it, it, it's absolutely embarrassing. You know, Zeke Elliott, you know, ten carries for fifty-one yards. I mean, average five point one yards per carry, which is respectable. But but you know, here here's what's more embarrassing: Dak Prescott, nineteen for thirty-nine. 232 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And let me be quite frankly, folks, those two touchdowns that Dak Prescott threw are garbage time touchdowns, okay? That's exactly what I would criticize, you know, what we saw a lot of last year. Dalton Schultz, actually, four catches, 54 yards. He led the team. Four catches on five targets, okay? And what's embarrassing, Amari Cooper had a, a, a had a drop, which was just embarrassing. You know, same thing, you know, Tony Pollard on a play... You know, which which would have got a first down and more, he dropped it. Okay, you know, going to this game, you know, it, it's that Omari Cooper two catches on five targets. Okay, and that's just, you know, and Dak Prescott had a couple of plays where he just overthrew like Ceedee Lamb. I mean, those plays where Ceedee Lamb would have had a huge catch, but but Dak Prescott just had to overthrow. You know, and Ceedee Lamb just horrible game, two catches out of nine targets. C. Lamb, two catches for just 23 yards, and he's on my starting fantasy team. I'm going to be honest. My fantasy team today, probably the worst performance all season. The worst per the worst performance all season, and, and it's not even close. I mean, even though I don't take fantasy football very seriously, the fact that my team was on a four-game winning streak, I was actually beginning to take it seriously, and now look at that. All shit the bed. But this Cowboys offense just, you know, 100% atrocious, okay? Absolutely atrocious. You know, and I'm at, and I'm at a lost words. I mean, the, the, the fact is, yeah, you know, and I think CeeDee Lamb actually had a, a statement. He said that he mentioned that the practice this past week was, quote, not crisp, Okay. It's obvious to me that the Cowboys were not prepared for the team. So in that case, Mike McCarthy deserves criticism. Mike McCarthy, and you know, like I said, the, this is a this is a team effort. So the entire team is gonna have to, is gonna have to accept their, their share of the criticism, and they're gonna have to do something about it. And do you know what this team can do about it? It's quite simple. They need to come this this coming week, practice hard every single day, get it together, and prepare for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I, I hate to say this. But right now, I really don't think this team can beat the Falcons. I mean, the way the way this offense, how, how repulsive this offense was, the running game, the passing game, 
okay? And, and the Atlanta defense, that, that's really not that good, okay? And this defense, you know, sometimes, you know, missing the tackles, you know, be, being torched on the running game, and even sometimes just, you know, all these, like, that. You know, at this game, you know, we can't say that the penalty, I mean, some penalties were like that, but overall, the penalized thingies, well, you know what, the, the penalties were bad because, you know, Trayvon Diggs had that pass interference that gave, on a third down, that gave the Broncos first and goal at the one, you know, like I said, Trayvon Diggs just had a horrible game. I mean, Trayvon Diggs was better last week, even though he got torched by Adam Thielen. But, you know, and what, what's even sad is this, this is the consecutive week that the Cowboys defense has not t- had a takeaway. I mean, that's imb- that, that's not good. I mean, there was one takeaway that was taken away because of a because of a holding penalty on the defense. So, yeah, you know what? So, I take that back. There were costly penalties by the defense. One of them, that cost us, a, that, that cost us an interception. You know... Now, on a positive note, Mika Parsons. I mean, Mika Parsons. Now, this dude. Oh, this dude deserves massive praise. Mika Parsons today, two and a half sacks, if I'm correct. And I'm going to double check on that right now. Yeah, two and a half sacks. Three tackles for a loss. As a matter of fact, the Cowboys defense had ten tackles for a loss. So, yeah. I went too far by saying the Cowboys defense had their heads shoved up their ass. I mean, a couple of times it did. But overall, the Cowboys defense, like I said, they did their job in the early on. They tried to do their best to keep the Cowboys in the game. But the offense, it's the offense, obviously, that couldn't do shit. So, so I, I owe the Cowboys defense an apology. But at the end of the day, you know, blaming one side, it's not gonna do, it's not gonna do anybody any favors because they have to take this, they have to take the sauce as a team. And like I said, they're gonna have to do something about it. Okay. The Cowboys are 6-2, so it's probably not the worst. Maybe overall I am overreacting, but, you know, the truth is, like I said, the Cowboys were so heavily favored. You know, all the critics had the, had the Cowboys winning by a large margin. The Cowboys were supposed to win by at least 10 points, and at one point the Cowboys were losing 30-0. to zero. I mean, those 16 unanswered points, those are garbage time stats, okay? Those are garbage time points, okay? So don't, so don't let that fool you. So the Cowboys are 6-2 now. The New, York, the New York Giants are actually the only team that won today. They beat the Las Vegas Raiders. The Washington football team didn't play this week, so the Eagles are in second place, and they lost to the Chargers. You know, the Eagles are 0-4 at home. And the Cowboys, this was, this was a home game. This was their first home loss this season. And you know what's funny is that the Cowboys were averaging 40 points a game at home this season. And look at that. And, you know, and as a matter of fact, the Broncos now have, have been the Cowboys seven straight times since 1995. So it's just that this week the New York Giants are the only team in the NFC least that actually won a game. But the Cowboys are six and two, and the Eagles are three and six. So the Cowboys still have three a three game lead. But the Cowboys are going to have to start a new winning streak. The Cowboys played the the Atlanta Falcons on the fourteenth before playing the Kansas City Chiefs before playing the Raiders on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys need to win these particular three games. After that, they'll play the Saints, and I really honestly believe there's no way they beat the Saints, even though the Saints lost to the Falcons. But you know, the, let's be honest. The Cowboys they don't they don't beat the Saints on the road. At least last time that happened was in two thousand nine, but that was a long, long time ago. <sighs> Man. So now that we're going through uh, much of this, you know, look, I have to be honest. Not every game is gonna is. I mean, let's and you know even Brad Sham said this. A lot of people said this. In no way, shape, or form were we were we really expecting the Cowboys to go sixteen and one. I mean, not particularly. 
Not on, not really. But this game, you know, seeing Amari Cooper drop a crucial pass, seeing Tony Pollard drop a crucial pass, see the Cowboys piss it away on their first on their first uh, offensive possessions on the op- on the opening get, uh, kickoff. The, Tony Pollard had a tremendous return, and the Cowboys pissed it away. Going for it on fourth down, and didn't get it. And then you know, and then the defense makes a huge stop. You know, they sack Teddy Bridgewater. And, and, and force a huge stop. Cowboys, once again, you know, fourth down in the red zone. Instead of kicking the field goal, they went for it and didn't get it. I mean, you could just tell the Cowboys were really a bit arrogant. I mean, you, you can't, you, you really can't just, you can't argue that, can you? You know, some people say, uh, I, I'm wrong for calling the Cowboys arrogant, but like, I'm going to be honest. No. The fact that the Cowboys thought that, you know, the Broncos, you know, all the injury problems, you know, everybody was saying Teddy Bridgewater is overrated, you know, and like I said, you know, the fact that the Broncos, three offensive, three of their starting offensive line was hurt and their Broncos running game destroyed us. I mean, the Broncos, I'm going to give the Broncos all the credit in the world because they deserve it, you know, because going to this game, we were saying, you know, the Broncos start out the season 3-0, and but we were always saying, you know, who the hell did they beat? They, all the teams they beat were combined 0-9. They beat the Giants opening game. In their opening game, then they beat the Jaguars, and then they beat the Jets. Boo fucking you. They beat garbage teams, okay? And then they, they lose, like, four straight, and then and then they beat they won last week, beating the Washington football team at home, even though it was an ugly game. I mean, the Cow- and now they beat a good team. I mean, th- let's be honest. This game, the Broncos came in, coming in with the number two defense as far as points allowed, and they shut down this Cowboys, the Cowboys' number one offense as far as yards go. Because the Cowboys, in total yards, were the number one offense. And this Cowboys offense got shut down big time. And yeah, I will use the term shut down because they were shut down big time. Again, the 16 points, garbage time points. Okay? It's nothing to be proud of. It's nothing to be impressed about. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. They didn't get shut out and fine, but still, why couldn't you score these touchdowns early on? Okay, because let's be honest. The Cowboys should have been up 14-0. to They should have scored on the opening drive. And after making that fabulous stop, sacking Teddy Bridgewater, and then ha- and forcing a couple of tackles for a loss, the Cowboys should immediately have jumped to a 14-0 lead. But that did not happen. That tells me the Cowboys were not prepared. They were not, they were not focused. They were not on the same page. Most of all, they were arrogant. So that's the main reason out of everything. The Cowboys, obviously, what was wrong is they didn't win. Why did they win? Well, the main reasons would be Lack of preparation, lack of concentration, not on the same page. But out of all three of those, the top one, in my honest opinion, they were arrogant. Okay? Absolutely arrogant. You know, know, I'm telling you, and as I say that, I'm just continuously at a loss of words. Because, you know, what do you want me to say? You know, I'm trying to find out some of the positives, but the problem is there's way too much negative from this game than there is positive. So, it's it's just such a difficult situation. I mean, you know, this particular game was the hundredth was the regular season game number one hundred at AT and T Stadium, okay, and the Cowboys coming in with a 56 and forty three record at home. <sighs> you know, and and I really got to take take a little bit of time talking about this. The Broncos got the ball back in the second half. And we forced a three and out. Okay, and Mika Parsons had that beautiful quarterback sack. And then I believe it was Malik Turner who blocked the punt of the Broncos 
Okay, the they blocked the pub, but the Broncos got the ball but didn't get the first down. But apparently, according to a rule, it was still the Broncos' ball because apparently a Cowboys player touched it and could not get it after it was blocked. Okay, and this whole thing with the line of scrimmage. I mean, I'm gonna be honest right off the bat. That's just one of the stupidest rules. I mean, yeah, the Broncos player got the ball and ran it, but got, did not get to the line. Did not get to the first down marker. Okay, that should have been first down Dallas in that particular position, but apparently a rule says otherwise, and that particular rule is pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. Now I'm not gonna use the excuse. I mean, some say that that, that particular painful moment really hurt the Cowboys big time. I mean, you could think that if you want, but in my honest opinion, the Cowboys shouldn't have been down by that much at, at halftime. And, and I'm dead serious when I say this. The Cowboys shouldn't have been down 16-0. <laughs> not, not whatsoever. In no way, shape, or form should the Cowboys even have been in that situation. In other words, it shouldn't have come down to that. Okay? So while that stupid punt, that, that, stupid, that stupid rule about that punt thingy is absolutely repulsive, repugnant, disgraceful, and fraudulent. Ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line is it shouldn't have come to that. And that's all I'm going to say about that particular rule. And as I end it, you know, again, I'm embarrassed, I'm humiliated, but you know what? I'm still going to come here and I'm going to tell it like it is. This Cowboys team, the Cowboys team today, they absolutely sucked. Big time. Okay. So what the Cowboys need to do, and you know, and, and I'm sorry, but right now I don't feel like they are capable of being the Atlanta Falcons. So all I can say is, you know what, the Cowboys, if, if the fact that I if I can't if I don't believe that they can beat the Falcons, here's what they can do: do something about it. Practice hard this week. Prepare yourself. Don't be arrogant. Actually, come in pre- prepared, ready to go. Have a game plan. Execute well on offense, on the running game and the passing game. Defense, force some turnovers. Keep sacking the quarterback. Win the fucking game. Play good and win the fucking game. So in other words, do something about it, Cowboys. Okay? You want to silence the critics? You want to make the critics eat their word? Then do something about it. Win the fucking game. So I expect the Cowboys to get to work immediately. Practice hard all week. Get your shit together because this is completely unacceptable. And I'm going to say this right now. If this loss bites the Cowboys in the ass and they fall apart for the rest of the season, I will be here on every show and I will just tell like it is and I don't care. Okay, there is no excuse for, for, for what happened today, okay, and there is no excuse why the Cowboys should not practice and, get, and pre- be prepared for next week, okay. So what I'm saying is, the Cowboys, it's up to them whether they're going to move, they're going to learn from this and move on and start a new winning streak, or they're going to let this bite them right the yes, they're going to let this haunt them. It's up to them, all I can say is the Cowboys have to do the right thing, it's up to them. And one more time, get your ass to practice, practice hard, prepare, and then do something about it. And the best way to do it is to win the fucking game in convincing fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see y'all next time.